Watch this maneuver. Oh yeah, let's go. No one's gonna have microphone issues anymore at the beginning of the pod because I'm a mad producer of the Preferred Lines podcast. Welcome, uh, we've got a guest. Before we get to you, Sky, let's talk about our man here, Joe. He's got a new show. He's going to leave me. He's going to go to a bigger and better place. It's called, uh, what's it called? You Tell us about it. Tell us about your show <laughs> on Wednesdays with your man, Rick Rungood. Sure. So me and Rick do a show on Wednesday around the same time, um, covering the final IPO hour of Jock Market, who also is kind enough to sponsor us on this show. Um, great guys. If you haven't tried Jock Market out yet, you should. If it's uh, if it's legal in your state, get going. Um, I don't know what you're waiting for, but it is a good time. They're good people, and Rick and I have a blast Wednesday nights. Check it out. Dude, and they have a little leaderboard on there on the app, and you can see where you're kind of standing in terms of things. And I've seen your name up there a little bit, tour picks. You can see mine every once in a while, too. It's kind of fun to get your name up there on the list. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can use a preferred lines promo code for pl10 get a free 10 bucks do that try it out chalk market as we speak and uh join that pod live chat along rick and joe wednesday nights on rick's youtube page it's time though listen hey we're back again another week and another great guest skylar hulk skyhook dfs on twitter but he used to be golf gurus you may know him as formerly golf gurus uh why change his name dude that was that was money too. But I mean, Skyhooks is a fucking awesome name. But at the same time, you're here. Thank you for being here. Cheers to you. Crack a beer. Hey, cheers. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll get mine out in the next break when Joe's talking. But no, thanks, fellas. Um, this is this is fun. Yeah, I mean, it's this past six months, you know, came out behind the the actual name, put a face to it, had to get a little brand going, had to get on with the guys, put my uh everything out there so no that's, you're pretty that's face you got nice teeth my gosh if you're not watching on youtube you should better go to the youtube page check out this man thank you thank you but yeah no the pleasure is mine to be on here tonight with you guys i appreciate you asking me okay so here's uh what we do each week we bring a guy on that's smarter than us we're just here to have fun and pretend we know what we're talking about uh but you might actually know because you're working for a real website and you're doing real things and we'll get to that in a second but that this is a quick rapid fire question and answer segment and then we'll kick you out and joe and i will run through the betting board we're going to get your takes right out the gate and then people could just shut us off they don't even need to watch the rest because <laughs> we've got the experts opinion so joe do you want to start us off with the first yeah, question your roll sky let's do it all right, so before we get started, or as we get started here, give our audience a sort of quick refresher on who you are, where they can find you, and what do you do besides dishing out 80 to 1 winners every week? <laughs> well, I wish it was every week because then I would just print and live on the beach and not talking to anybody. But um, uh, you can find me again, Skyhook DFS. I work for uh, FTN Network. So that was a new site that launched at the start of quarantine. Uh, Axis, myself, and Drew Matthews came over um, to kind of run the golf product there. We had been doing fantasy golf bag for the previous couple of years together. And like all of us, I mean, this is just such a passion for us that we want to turn, you know, into potentially a profession if things were to fall in the right spot and why we 
spend our times away from our wives and family at 8 30 on monday nights talking and chatting up golf in the garage cold (laughs) yes so um you know this is uh you know what we really love to do and of course um you know for me my my biggest I guess, project working on is the European tour. Like that's something that for me, I've spent a lot of my time. And I think the quality of golf over there is, you know, very strong. You get the talented and why I love it is because you translate into weeks and opportunities with majors and WGCs. And of course, DraftKings still offering European tour DFS every single week that you can take advantage of the edge of the research. That is the fun part about this game to me is just, you know, the research is, is, almost just as fun as watching the golf Thursday through Sunday. So that's kind of a little background. It gets to where we are today. Okay. Well then now tomorrow, or when do you start your new show? I mean, you got to plug that. That's what you're doing here. You got to get that out there. We can watch it. Where is it? When is it? Yes. So uh, I offered an opportunity, thankfully, to work um, and do a weekly show on the Mayo Media Network, uh, myself and Tom Jacobs. So my first time bringing in an international um, consistent co-host with me. So getting used to the accent Tom has, but every Monday afternoon, uh, we're going to be recording a European tour bets and picks preview. If the salaries are out on DraftKings, we'll be talking about that. But yeah, Mondays, uh, we're going to record that. So we thankfully, it's the start of the European tour season this week um so the odds were already out um so we were able to do that yesterday get a little extra day of publicity um but yeah every monday that's going to come out on the mayo media network so if you're not a better of the euro tour if you want more information on that stuff you can log in and see what sky has got to say every tuesday morning you can talk about whatever and then with your guests and then we can get the answers because that's what we want there and we, we don't need to know anything about the names <laughs> we just want the answers yep amen all right, so then you've given answers out uh, where you used to at the Fantasy Golf Bag, and now you're at FTN, and now uh, they've made a cool graphic of you. You know, you got that cool <laughs> logo or whatever. It's sweet hair. Uh, what's the routine like for you? Is this Now, people might want to know, is this a full-time gig? Can we become full-time in fantasy guessing? I feel like you can. I'm not there. We saw, we saw Rick. I mean, Rick is killing the game, right? You know, like the amount of stuff, the involvement. I mean, he's all over CBS sports HQ. Like Rick um, is kind of the passion of, I think what a lot of us are chasing after. I am not to there. I still have my eight to five um, that I'm working in. Um, And I mean, I have a good day job. Like I I love what I do. And, but this is again, our our passion for it. So um, I mean, every week I still preview the PGA tour, um, you know, do some access to myself, do our own little podcast that we do on Mondays and Tuesdays called the alternate shots and 15 minute quick hitters um, that we talk about previewing a little bit of both. And then again, I, I try to dig into the edge. So European tour content. And then I don't know if you guys just saw before we popped on, but LPGA is out again in the, the DK market. So um, to me, like those are opportunities that most people don't want to chase because they feel like they don't know what they're looking into. So I, I, I think that's, that's what I'll probably spend at least a little bit of my week looking into. So then you're basically full-time, but you're just not full-time yet. I'm doing my best. This is the so the second way- job. My God. Yeah. The way I'm trying to do it, I'm trying to limit myself from like five to 8 PM. Like I can figure out my, my life, you know, so you don't have kids yet. I don't, I just got yeah. married this past fall. So Get no kids for this. me like you guys. Yes. So at that point, I mean, my wife would kill me probably if I'm, if I'm uh, taking up any more time with this, but um, no, we got, we, we're, we're not there yet. So. Okay. Right on. Well, it's a good thing you're setting the bar and the expectation level now before they come along. True. I'll say that. <laughs> 
true. But anyways, guys, so we met like a year ago this time last year when you yeah. and Axis came to the DFS Open. You know, you guys, I was a big fan of your guys sort of running the fantasy golf bag thing. Take us through a little bit of like what went on there and how you guys transitioned over to FTN and, and like how do we get acquired? <laughs> so, hey, that's, that's I think the name of the game. And I guess originally, I'll even take it back before then. So in this space, I mean, I think we've all, we made Twitter accounts to, to post our thoughts and to post different either analysis, if it's long shot videos at lunchtime, if it's what, what got myself, I think some credit was, again, so this is probably five, six, seven years ago when, when I started back before like fantasy national obviously was a thing and, and statistical analysis really existed. I mean, I was deep in Excel spreadsheets doing what I coined rolling stats, mm -hmm. which were, I mean, I would manually have to like, like copy paste the media guide on the stats that I thought were important every single week in order to like get my time frames down of how I thought strokes gain stats were trending for approaches. Cause before, if you remember, you just got what the 12 months of somebody's numbers were. And if you were at the last tournament of the year, you know, Hideki Matsuyama was first in strokes gain approach, no matter what, like that's the way it worked. So Axis, Axis and myself worked on that and did our own little thing for two or three years until I, I guess probably networking led us to, to working with Drew at Fantasy Golf Bag. And I think that's a, a huge part of you guys starting the DFS Open. What you were able to do last year is you build these relationships with people that you don't really know where it goes. I mean, Drew wins a million dollars, kicks off the site, is able to bring us on board. And I mean, the relationship we built with him, I think Drew was the 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 no name and commodity that kind of built up fantasy golf bag that when a new site was launched i mean he was on mayo's show consistently you know and mayo being a little bit a part of ftn was able to say hey bring drew in and drew wouldn't go without us so ultimately i think the the networking and how this community has became so connected is is ultimately the way no different than like the real business world kind of is mm -hmm. in a sense like sure. that's what i feel like well that sounds like it's been a success overall just starting a twitter handle and throwing opinions out there and it's led to this and i think your path is going to lead further do you have success i know you had kevin not 80 to 1 or whatever i don't know what your unit is but congratulations on that obviously that was a success but what do you define as success do you track your bets over time i've had a tr i've had trouble like evaluating whether i'm good at this or not and whether i should do this or not so do you have a way to figure that out am i good or how I'm yeah so so I think over the last couple of years, Axis is super sharp in, in this side of things. Like he's very good at tracking, he tracks his closing line value. Like he, he knows he's got his odds. I am much more on feel and maybe watching than, than he is. And I guess his success probably, especially last year, I think was a good example where I struggled in 2020 and Axis, I feel like hit winners, you know, every, every other week. And he had a really, really strong 2020 and like being able to talk to him and pick his brain. I am tracking now I'm ensuring we have on FTN, something called our, like our, you could go, if you're a FTN, like bets subscriber, you could go in and see the historical picks that we post. So every Is there a week, promo code for that. Uh, yeah. ALT. So for alternate shot, there we go. So if you signed up, um, you can look and you can see our betting cards for each week and you can see the historical bets we've placed and they do it for all the sports, you know, so you can track the units you were up. So if I bet 0.13 units last week, so just say a hundred dollars is a unit. If I bet 13 
dollars on Kevin Na to win a thousand, you know, I would be up 10 units in a sense. And you can track my, how I do for the year. And it puts, you know, I mean, it does put a little bit more pressure when you're giving out free picks, you know, I don't feel like I'm, I'm able to, but if I run cold, like I did in 2020, like if I'm not smart with how I'm doing it, I'm feel bad for the members that are, are, are tracking me, you know? So, um, I do my best. Um, do I think that handicapping can be a actual profession for me? That's hard to, to put your, your equity and your net worth into the, the odds grind of 56.7% like or whatever you need. Yeah. You know, like that, that takes a special type of person and, and not and knowing that you're going to be successful. You know, I think at some point you have to have a track record and golf's hard to, you know, the sample size isn't like, a baseball slate where there's, you know, multiple slates per day or hoops, you know, where you could, you could figure out over a year, are you profitable golf golf's a variant game. Yeah, totally. Do you feel like, you know, Sky, you've always kind of, and maybe this is unfair um, because I know you have great PGA tour picks, but I've, I've always kind of associated your account with sort of the Euro tour side. And it's always kind of been synonymous there for me. Um, Do you feel like, you have a bigger edge um, in betting Euro tour events because maybe the PGA tour is now so diluted with data and content that you feel like your edge is on that side a little bit more. Uh, I was talking with Tom on, on the Pat Mayo show yesterday about, about kind of the differences. And I feel the, the PGA tour it's like, I bet Kevin now last week because I I didn't like that. He was 80 to one and it felt Mm -hmm. by the numbers pretty long for what he should be to me on the European tour. It's not as much, um, value based how I'm approaching things. It it's more, you know, okay, we're in the, we're in the middle East right now for this week's tournament in Abu Dhabi. Tom wanted to bet Jordan Smith because he's great in, in this area of, of the world. I mean, those guys, the differences I think is the courses that we play. I mean, it's 90% of the PGA tour courses, it feels like it's the same, you know, you might get back-to-back weeks that we might have that driving doesn't matter all that much, but tree line parkland. Yeah. Like it's, it's (laughs) the same thing. And you know, you get a links course and then you go to a, a, you go to Spain to get a course that's going to be struggle to get anybody under par. And you might have guys who, so they have Q school still on the European tour every year, 25 people get a card because they get through three rounds of Q school, like they do on the corn ferry. So you'll get guys who are winning their first four events on the European tour after being through Q school. And I can cash those tickets because I've been tracking these guys going into like, you know, it's just a different type of, of betting. And it's also the talent levels different. So you get deeper, deeper winners. You see triple digits often on the European Mm -hmm. tour. Yeah. So when you are, picking a name to put money on what's makes the person stand out i mean that's that was probably and why i think lpga is going to be an edge and why i think european tour especially a couple years ago strokes gain data wasn't available on the european tour until two years ago and even still like now it is it's it's not it's not laser data, you know, it, it's like some things that are tracked by the caddy at times and you're turning in your scorecards and like, you're being able to like, that was the original conception of an European tour. Now other sites are getting involved. IMG arena is now launching on bet three, six, five. So you have actual shot tracker on the European tour. Now, if you go on bet three, six, five for most events. Yeah. So, but for me, 
like I was statistically ahead of anybody else on the European tour game because I was literally every night, the data I would pull in, I'd see who's the ball striking leader after round one. And like, no one, you couldn't find that data anywhere. Now there's a couple people that, that might do it, but it's still, people aren't just as knowledgeable. So I don't bet all that different sometimes on a European tour, but you might see a guy who's the best ball striker who's coming up from the challenge tour, who's 80 to one, you know, still on the European tour when he wouldn't be, when you see, Will Zalatoris come in and he's 18 to one on his second. Like those guys exist over there too. It's just, it's just different. And again, LPGA, there's no strokes gain data. If you want to have the greens and regulation data, you have to like manually be, be all over like this through everyone's name. Like it's, it's not easy. So that's part of the reason that I think there's these opportunities because I, I think golf is, we all know how to be the most profitable at, at golf is, is hitting greens and regulation, you know, like being a good ball strikers is, is the best way. I think that's across the world, how you be successful, but it's just not as identifiable sometimes in, in smaller tours before. Okay. So when you're, you're strokes gained guy, you're a stack guy, a spreadsheet guy, whatever, do you, what's the next step of spreadsheet stats? Is it going to be, you can tell the difference between an easy five footer cause it's uphill or a hard five footer. Um, are we going to have like this rough, the ball was down in the rough on that shot or up in the rough on that shot. I mean, we're going to have to get to that point because otherwise this data can be just talk shit about all day because it's just a golf. Hello. If you play golf, yeah. you know, it's not going to be everything the same. I think the first step to even getting there and where I need to elevate my game and where access helps me in this is ensuring things are field weighted for the strength of the field. So I get ahead of myself when Bob McIntyre comes over for a WGC because he might've ripped off two top 20 finishes, you know, overseas when he led in strokes gained approach. This How like does Tiger that Tiger's stats never looked great because he was always against the best fields every time he played. And so, so so how do you appropriately do that? And there's sites that do it. Data Golf does a good job at doing it, you know, um, and like Nelson, Nelson's super good at, at being able to, to do those type of things. And I'm getting better. I think there's a way to do it just to properly rate golfers, but I think there's more than just having a stroke rating for a golfer. I do think you need to still look at the buckets of all the strokes gained, but again, how does somebody look if they are like Bazayden who won back-to-back events in South Africa against slappies, you know, like it wasn't, it was a really bad European tour event. Again, slappies is a tough word The like a, a lower tiered European tour. Mm-hmm. Or JV players. Yeah. Like it was, it was the, the lowest of fields. He should have won those events, like mm-hmm. no doubt of it. Okay. But d- does that performance weigh up to anything? Should he be, 50 to one in majors. Now I I need to properly understand how much he should have beat that field by and how do we equate that versus, you know, a a 40th at a WGC. Okay. Makes sense. Got it. Well, listen, let's switch gears here to the American express. Uh, So a bit normalized this year down to two courses, no am 36 hole, you know, cut this year, full field, same reliable, terrible coverage. I'm sure we'll get (laughs) Uh, but the big story of the day, obviously, John Rahm withdrew. And in the minutes in the wake of his withdrawal, everyone was frantically firing in bets on guys that left a couple numbers hanging. Who'd you get? Did you get anybody? Talk to us about that. Joe, you know who I got, right? I think oh. I know who you got. <laughs> Our boy, man. There was a 26 to 1 hanging oh, on, on draft. What? Day. 
like they were, I mean, you had to be quick. There was two of them that I was able to post up on DraftKings. So then are you I like think... waking up with an alarm that says that uh, these odds are So I mean, I, I mean, notifications on Rob Bolton, you have to, you sure, know, yeah. like that's, that's an absolute must because I mean, you, you literally get like, I mean, I play NBA DFS a lot and like you have windows to, you know, capitalize on that. But like, that is the exact thing where if you're not betting within besides um, the website that isn't yours, but mine, um, that you know the guy down the street owns Mm -hmm. that that one doesn't adjust but um that's been historically i don't know why that happens there but um the so to me brooks brooks was the one that again would you have bet brooks anyways or is this strictly around the the 26 was fair either way i didn't see a 26 yeah i would have taken a 26 i think I mean, now I still think a 20 is completely fine. Like to mm-hmm. me, I, I, this was the only nugget that I've seen on Brooks recently was, um, I mean, I follow his whole team on Instagram and sure. Brooks, it was known that like the difference in of weeks of how he'd prepare for tournaments was who traveled with him, you know, did mm-hmm. his buddies or how was his house looking? And the big chef. difference always was, was the chef coming. So <laughs> Chef Nagi is, is his chef. Okay. She posted recently that she was on the road for six weeks with him. She's, she's cooking up, she's traveling with him. So they've been out in California for like two weeks now getting ready for this. So, I I mean, I think Brooksy is, is dialed in to start the year and why not take the risk, you know, at that type of odds, I'm not having to lay eight, nine, 10 to one, even 20. I'm okay with 20. So 26 was my first bet with Brooksy on it to take the risk of him there. And then my second one that I caught on DK still, I'm going back to the well, cause this course isn't all that different, man. I nah. think Kevin Nock could run oh back. Well, uh, yeah, you got, you got, your money's just burning yeah, holes I in mean, your pocket. You're absolutely. I, I mean, they're not all that like dissimilar from a sense of just put it in the fairway, pretty easy, make putts. I mean, that's the type that Kevin Nod, he literally said it in his presser like yesterday, like this is where I need to take advantage of, you know, it's kind of so, like a Brendan Todd, like he can do back to back. And the only reason for that, that was a number the, the current number is like 33 mm. and that that's not as easy. DK was hanging a 45. And okay. that to me almost felt even bettable, like with Rom. I don't know, like so a forty-five on Nah. Those were the two that I ran to the window with. Cool. Now, yes, of course, we're the long shot lovers. Okay, we just want to make a lot of money for a little money. And do you do that? And when do you do that? Do you ever do that to a point, and then you decide, nope, I got to do a top five on this guy? Or where, what's your threshold of long shot season? If I can get a double digit top five, that's my cutoff. Okay. So if, if they're below 10 to one on top five, I normally don't do it. Okay. Um, I don't know why that's my arbitrary cutoff. It just feels better when you yeah. have the four, four Dude, top five is hard to get. Yeah. So, but normally that ends up being like 80 to one guys, like yeah. that's kind of where that cutoff cutoff is. So I, I'm on Charlie Hoffman. Uh, this week at, he was 125 really good ball striking last week yeah. um you know charlie excels in this 125 to 175 range and he's he was 125 to one so i will add a top five on those guys just because there's there's no real good way to hedge in in golf you could have I, I didn't like nah for a situation yesterday i mean neiman could have eagled eagled 18 
Steele could have birdied 17 and then 18, you know, until the green on 18, you didn't know how many people were a part of it. And are you throwing money away to hedge? Do you wait for a playoff? I feel with a top five, you are already in that position that you are. I, I try to, I try to bet it to make my stake back for the week on my I like that card. <laughs> like if, if I'm in for a hundred bucks, I want to win a hundred dollars with the top five so that it's a slate cleaner. You move on. So that's yeah. the way I kind of approach those. So I, I often tend to get insurance on the long shots. I like that. This call. is kind of sky. This is kind of one of those interesting weeks with the two course setup. So us sort of uh, guys that like to prognosticate this kind of stuff, always look to these first round leaders whenever there's a two course setup. Do you feel like there's one course that is significantly easier than the other this week? So it, it's tough because La Quinta is out of the rotation. La Quinta yep. was the, the easier of the three. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, cause I would attack it in first round leaders, but I also think showdown is, is yep. a great opportunity on DraftKings to attack from that range. I think these ones are, are too similar for me that I haven't dipped my toes all the way into it. Um, do that. I mean, it, it just doesn't seem as significant without La Quinta for me to invest into that market. And I haven't been as successful with the first round leaders in the past. I know like Mayo like hits them once a month. It feels like I just don't have the feel, I guess, on first round leaders. I don't know if it's something that if it really is guys that tend to do it or if it's guys that just can go deep at any time. Um, you know, I haven't fully studied it, but there wasn't, these just seem like a half a stroke different maybe. So I don't know if it's really all that much for me to invest into. I got a question about the future because it seems like you kind of know and prognosticate what's going to happen. Who's the next guy? Is it this Augustine kid? Is it some Tom Kite or Kim or whatever the hell's name? Who's the next one that we got to care about and pretend we knew and we were following from the beginning? Because we want to know those names. I got, I got one. So, I mean, this field, this field's full of them. There's, there is, and this is where I live, man. This is where I know. That's why I I like, it's my favorite thing to do and why I love the European tour and they come over, but we get a good opportunity this week. Of course. I mean, again, we feel like these kids are mainstays now. Like Akshay Batia feels too mainstream to even bring up in this situation because he's now been around. (laughs) Is he even 20? Like, no, no chance, no chance. (laughs) But I, I did go to that mini tour event in Orlando a week and a half ago and got to walk with Akshay. And it was, it was pretty neat. Like again, is he good? 19. Um, is I, he going to be legit? I, I think so. I don't think um, Thigala or him. I think Thigala. For okay, sure. okay. I, I'm on Thigala. I mean, again, though, I mean, he's Thigala spent a couple of years in college at Pepperdine, where Akshay. Okay, is, that's fair. Know, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah. walking around with a buddy playing these tournaments. You know what I mean? Like that's sure. literally like they're two. 18 year old, 19 year old kids. So I think he's got a while to figure it out. You mentioned Augustine again. I think he can stripe it. You know, he, he showed up at the masters uh, you know what he, he didn't end up being low am right. The other one mm-hmm. um, it's slipping my name, the other South uh, Georgia tech kid. Oh gosh. I'll, I'll figure it out. But yeah, it wasn't Augustine that ended up being low end, but Saturday, man, he was absolutely on fire at the masters. Um, but We'll even, we'll even keep going. I, I do love Chu uh, Hyung Kim, Tom Kim, Choo um, Choo Train. Um, I'm a fan of his. He ripped up the Asian tour. But the one that we'll talk about that, again, I mean, not many people know. And the only reason I'm really all that aware of is because I spend time on the, on the European tour. And he goes by the name Harry Hall. Okay. So <laughs> Harry Hall. Is he here up- this week? Yes. Okay. Because yes. I saw that name and I'm like, 
why the hell is this guy whatever the price he was? I was like, yep. I've never heard of him. So, so on draft, or maybe three six five, he was like one sixty to one at open. I don't know what his DraftKings price is. I'll look it up as we go. Um, okay. But Harry Hall was on the Walker Cup team. So for for those that um, aren't as familiar with the Walker Cup, it's basically like the the type uh, like a Ryder Cup for amateurs. You know, they'll take the top twenty from the U.S., top twenty from uh, international play every two years um you know a lot of the best amateurs in the world are often on those teams harry hall was on that team Mm -hmm. harry hall makes his professional debut at the end of 2019 on the european tour finishes 15th at the alfred dunhill Lynx championship which was a big time event like that's one of the premier events over there he was playing with rory on sunday shooting low like this kid came out and then he goes 12th place in his next european tour event then he he makes i think he missed the cut at the farmers last year i think he got a sponsor's exemption oh and then okay. he really battled on the corn Ferry tour for starts he either he either got uh monday queued into a couple but then when he finally got it going a little bit he finished second at the lincoln lane so like this was like late into the year he goes second miss cut 60th eighth sixth is how he finished okay. his year so so he's a legit dude. He does that. Yeah, and he just has a good amateur talent. He's in the field, actually, for the European Tour event next week, too. So you get back-to-back weeks of Harry Hall. I'm going to top 20 him if we can get a decent number. Top 20 markets are still kind of coming out. But yeah. he seems like an absolute dart that you can find in the 6Ks for this week. Harry Hood. What a name. Harry Hall. Harry, Harry Hall. Hall. Uh, I like <laughs> Harry Hood, though. That sounds pretty song. good, too. <laughs> Listen, we uh we probably kept you a little longer than uh, you promised us, and I know you're a busy man between all the different shows coming out. But before we get you out of here, I'm hoping I know the answer to this. But what's your preferred play of the week, Mister Skyhook? Yeah, let's get let's get Brooksy back, man. Let's get oh. him, let's get him oh. back in the winner's circle. It's just because you got the number on Brooks. If you could pick anybody in the field, oh no, I mean Joe knows. Joe knows that I, I'm a big Brooks backer. Oh, I know. I let him down in the draft. I still haven't slept great since I did that draft. I I know, guys. <laughs> like thinking about that, picking Vic, and I love Vic, you know. But it's it's again. I, I'm just. There's, there's so many times in my, the way I look at Brooks, if you look at DFS side of things, there's two times to play and there's low owned and he feels to come in low owned practically every week he plays. No one likes playing him on DraftKings. It feels like no low owned and then low price. And you know, if you get that combination, then that's when you really push the chips in on Brooks. I that was like mid 2019. For sure. Yeah, but like, like, so that to me is is the opportunities in DraftKings and the markets. Like, I'll get fooled in this situation. I, I'm more than okay taking the chance with the layoff for a lot of people like this to, to take some of the 20. So that is my preferred pick of the week. Love it. I know you wanted to say Kevin Nah. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> I, he can run it back too. I'm more than happy to walk in the putts. Dude, if that. he runs it back, we're going to be like touching you. Like, <laughs> please just touch us or whatever. <laughs> like, give us whatever gift you have. Amen. But hey, no, you, let's do this again. Shall we yeah. come back for another episode? I mean, this guy, he knows things. And if you could want yeah. those, those things, you could follow him on FTNDaily.com or wherever it is. Uh, Twitter, Skyhook, DFS, great name, great Twitter handle. The Magic Johnson. Kareem, Kareem. Kareem, whatever. <laughs> Either way. You're the man, dude. Thank you for coming on. Talk Appreciate to you it, fellas. Take Thank care. Thank you very much. Have a good night, brother. You Peace too, out. guys. Thanks. Remove this man. <laughs> All right, guys. That's Skyhooks DFS. Thank you for having him on.
Shall we make the turn? Let's do it. This is, do you want to report him? No. Okay, here we go. And we're making the turn. Joe, before we make the turn, though, I wanted to give a quick shout out. 1A to Scott Stewart, of course. Thanks for the support always on Scott Stewart, but also at the Amex last year. Hashtag Mega Profit Scott Stewart. So maybe, uh, you know, he was DMing me about Henley. So maybe that's his secret play. Mm -hmm. And he's got the, you know, he was last year's winner of everything at the Amex. And then also our guy, Chris Durrell, Jagerbaum9. You know, this dude, he kills his spreadsheets. Every once in a while, I get a little gift delivered to my inbox. And it's a spreadsheet that he sends me. And, and they're beautiful. Like, dude, they're great. And it's like, yeah, I know I can get it for five bucks. And maybe this is like his way of being the drug dealer and being like, hey, man, try this out. And then all of a sudden, I'm <laughs> like, this new what's this stuff? Oh, I'm going to need more of that. So whatever. He's a smart kid in that regard. So I appreciate his spreadsheets and I got some stuff from those spreadsheets to add to the context of the stuff and the characters that we have this week and the characters at the tippity tip top start with six to one John Rom Rodriguez. Wait a minute. He's not in actually, as I was typing this Rob Bolton dropped the WD bomb on John Rom Rodriguez. Rob Bolton is the follow on Twitter to know who's in and out of the tournaments. Mm-hmm. Skyhook DFS told us to put a notification on him. Like that's probably not a bad idea. Um, but you're not getting him anymore, and you're getting a little bit of different numbers now. So maybe we don't talk specifically about the numbers because at some books you get 12, and some books you get 14. But Cantley is now the favorite. Brooks has dropped from the 26. Of course he's gonna go all in on that. But now you can get him for like 18, 16. 14 you know brooks is now back to relatively in the middle of the teens and you got uh patrick reed there as well but patrick reed didn't drop too much he's like 16 to 1 have you bet the top of the board joe i haven't but i'm sitting here right now and thinking about what skyler just told me about brooks kepka i may do Chef? this live on the air look 18 to 1 it's like god i can't miss it think about it man we were all right Let's rewind the clock about 60-ish days here. We were taking like 16, 18 to 1 to win the Masters. Oh, yeah. We were all so on. great about it. He, we're like, yeah. He's coming into form. We see it. And think about the, that Masters field compared to the Amex right now. And I'm, and I'm you know, just wondering. He has to come into this event motivated. The reason I didn't bet it is because I worry about him off of a long layover. And how much has he been yeah, working? Yeah, exactly. Guys, where's he hurt? Did he have injuries or did he rehab those injuries properly? Exactly. Right. And is he, you know, he revs the engine before it goes full speed. You can usually kind of see it coming with Brooks. I've watched a million press conferences because I'm always looking for that viral quote. And he said before, you know what I prefer? What does he say? The third. Yep. Second, second, third time out. Yeah. So that's why he always plays the week before major typically. But, but, but still, he's probably, if not the one of the most talented players in the field, he's definitely got the most decorated last three years of anybody in this field. And he's going to a place where he's had a little bit of success over there on the West Coast before. Um, I don't know. It's going to be tough for me not to, to nab this 18 right here. Well, I bet Patrick Reed at 18 as soon as the board was shown to me because the guy won in 2014. He set the course record at the time. He's a model of consistency, someone that is 
always looking for the W. And I, I really truly think these guys believe in their heads. They have to have a good, successful spring into the Masters, into Augusta. So that's what we're leading up to. That is, it's like the Daytona 500. Like it definitely starts the season, but it is the biggest event of the season for these guys. So I think he's one of those people that wants to lead up to that. 2021 is a Ryder Cup year. You don't think Patrick Reed's going to care about the Ryder Cup? Every shot matters. A Ryder Cup year for Patrick Reed. He doesn't want to leave it up to the captains. He knows he needs to get on the team and say, ha I'm on it. Can't do anything about it. So he needs to be what top four this year or something crazy. Cause it's a, a million captains picks. His ego is going to keep him focused every single week because of that. He's got to be on the team. Right. Well, either way, I would, I think, hello. This is, this is I think so. Yeah. He's got to make the team. Okay. But either way, crazy to leave him off the team. I would be very upset. You know, people are mean to him and they don't like him very much. And he's just a little bit of a, jerk sometimes i don't know whatever but well, i'm on team reed i'm on 18 to 1 i think it's fair and i hammered it let's go maybe i'm gonna put right. a house on it. i don't mean to break like the vibe here of amex but i want to ask you something because i was thinking about this Ryder cup year right mm-hmm. who is i was thinking about this this week who is the leader of team usa i mean team like europe is easy it's rory mcelroy he's the guy that everyone looks to mm-hmm. And he's your team captain. He's that guy. Is it Justin Thomas or is he like too nice? No, I think it's only Justin Thomas because Tiger has appointed him. Okay. More or less. I feel like okay. Tiger has given him I just wanted your responsibility. Opinion. I agree. Could it be DJ? Sure. I think it could honestly easily be DJ, but then he doesn't want to be. Not, so it's, not no. it's just not DJ. It's just not. It's not Brooks. It's not DJ. Can't it's be not either. Bryson. It's not. It's not Patrick Reed. It's Xander. not. It's like no. It's just JT by default. But it just that's what kind of I don't know. Dude, you know what's fucked up? You know what's fucked up is by the actual start of the Ryder Cup, it could it could honestly be Wolf and Hovland. <laughs> like no kidding. That's the big matchup, right? Or like honestly, like I think Scheffler and Wolf, who are in the twenties, right here, right now, this week, are all. I mean. Scheffler's not in the twenties anymore, is he? He was. I got him at twenty-two. So he was that guy. He was that guy that I took upon the ROM withdraws when the books were left hanging. Wow. Why? Why? Okay, so I like him coming back to a spot where he's familiar. I liked his upside coming into this year. Last year, thirty-six hole leader, fifty-four hole leader, went off in the final group, lost by a couple strokes. I like him coming back here. Feel like it sets up well for him. I feel like. These young players, I feel like getting their second time around at a track always has a little bit of a comfort zone for these guys, knowing that they're coming back to a spot, particularly a spot that they played well at. I feel his ascension coming in 2021. I'm not too worried about the one shaky, semi-shaky start to, to begin the season. What worries me a little bit about him is his approach numbers aren't good, and this is totally a strokes gained approach course and a proximity of the hole. It's a birdie fest. That worries me a little bit, but he's so good off the tee and he can get really red hot with a putter. He's is he a good at Scheffler or good at putting on Bermuda? I don't know, but I know that he's good at putting in general. I mean, okay. I feel like we can see a Scheffler 61 this week. For sure. There yeah. is going to be 59s in play. I mean, for real, this is one of those courses mm-hmm. that sacrifices birds. Wolf, though, okay, we know like he likes California, but he more likes the POA California. And this Bermuda 
desert California. I don't know, actually. We don't know enough. He's only 22 years old or something. So what do we know about him? Not a lot. All we know is that he's really good. I might bet him. I like him. You know, his master's performance is probably predictable. You know, there you got to get a couple rounds in before you're good. Before that, shaky at the no cut event at Zozo and the no cut event at the CJ Cup was basically last. Probably would have missed cut every at both of those. So, like, he had something wrong with him. Now, does he come out and he's all of a sudden fixed? I don't, yeah, he could easily be, but he's more of a bomber and a bomb and gouge. Now, we know we saw Rom bomb and gouge. I remember. We did. They were like, how is Rom going to bomb and gouge this course? He'll never bomb and gouge this Ches Reeve course. No freaking way. And then he won and bomb and gouge the shit out of it and gave everybody the finger. And then that's been the formula since his win everywhere. So then maybe Wolf can do the same thing. He can bomb and gouge, knock his way around here. He could, but... um. 20 to one is too short for me on Matt Wolf, maybe in general, but definitely when he's coming in on shaky form, look, you look, you look at long-term stats, the last 36 rounds, he's going to be up there and everywhere. Because of his two term last 12, 114th in T to green, 150th in this field out of 156 around the green, um, 133rd off the T numbers. I mean, it's just not been very good recently. Like you said, he had a shaky end to the season. So if I'm going to bet Matt Wolf 20 to one, he better have some recent form for me to back up that pick. Well, he, just, he could come out with a 65. You see what you like. And he'll be course, 12, he, yes. 15. These guys are so good. Any of them can win. But but then he'll be 15 or 12. And then do you just go with it? Or even if he's nine at that point, you go nine to one. Maybe you do that. I don't know. But do you go baby boy Sung J M here at 22, 3, 4, 12, 20? What is, you know, he's kind of, yeah, he was off last week. Off yes. was, it was off, but was mostly with the putter. And that's what's been his bugaboo the last two weeks. And you know what I think actually is that he's young and frustrated and it actually affects him. And he hasn't gotten, uh, you know, life's shitty, Sung Jay. Like, get used to it. You know, he's Close only reality. <laughs> so, like, maybe he gets frustrated, he comes behind, and then it just eats into his other parts of his game. And that's the problem. But the ball striking was so fantastic at the Tournament of Champions. So yes. I think that saved him. But whereas last week it wasn't saving him and it wasn't having as much fun. Do we see a bounce back in his putter performance? Still Bermuda. Sungjae? Here's the thing that I've kind of noticed about Sungjae is when he it seems to be really, really popular, things don't go great for him. So when sure. he's sort of the trendy pick of the week, like he was last week, I he think probably he reads it. Been, in the one and done contest, I think he may have been the top guy. Not that that's necessarily sinking into his head. I don't know what it is, but just it's just golf and there's so much variance. He didn't play well. Um, now this week, maybe he's a little bit under owned. Maybe he's kind of stuck there in between Finau and Brooks and Answer and Wolf. And maybe he gets a little bit of lost in the shuffle and maybe could be a good play this week. As we know, like his ball striking is fantastic. He plays every week. He's We don't have to worry about any rust there. So if the putter gets hot, he can perform. What about Finau, though? Are we going to be Finau betters in 2021, or are we just going to let him win? I said I was going to be a Finau better, not there at 20 to 1, not this okay. week. All right. We're, now, moving to the 30s, you got Nah, which, no, you can't chase Nah. Are you going to chase Nah? No way. What about Answer? He's the popular pick. I don't know if he is still at 30 to 1. Where are you seeing Answer? Is he in the upper 20s now? I see it at 25 right now in front of me, which is a no bet for me. Um, I can see some things. You know, it seems like a very good setup for him. Uh, Nagels actually tweeted out 
earlier today, like the last three years of this tournament and like, was like, what trend do you see? And I noticed that there's a lot of shorter hitters in there. There's a lot of guys that hit it 285 off the tee, ending up in the top 10 of this tournament. You know, that's answer. He's not the longest guy on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, hit it 285, get in a fairway. And from what I remember with Andrew Landry last year, that was totally his yeah. strategy. Exactly. 75, 280 off the tee. And let me jam some pitching wedges in there. And get Never worse than par, always having a birdie. Like, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. That's what you need yep. on this course. So, like, that's yep. easily not, and that's probably answer to. But for some reason, to me, I feel like answer is going to get his win in june or july or something more than summer months in texas or something that's just what in my head and like for me it's hard to try to peg someone's first win like answer or even try to predict that someone will go back to back i mean that's almost impossible too so like to go with answer or not here i can't do it do you want to go with your boy ricky fowler or do you have anyone here now i've seen my guy of the week i'm very excited about this guy in the 40s, but I'm not sure. I've seen him in the 30s. Russell Henley. I've seen him 450 to one as well. Uh, I texted you about that. My bookie left one hanging, huh? I don't understand. Like, it wasn't that originally in the day, I don't think. Have they already canceled it? No. Mm-mm. Okay. So It'll probably go canceled. I've gotten a couple, like, futures with them that have been crazy like that mistakes. But, hey. <laughs> Uh, you get Russell Henley, 450 to one. How do you say no, right? Well, that's the house on that for sure. I would put the house on 45 to one Russell Henley. Like, honestly, like that seems like a fair number. You know why? Because the dude is all green on Fantasy National Golf Club. Almost every entire square for nine months has been green. Yeah. Don't normally care, Joe, about opening Fantasy National and seeing the ranks of the fifty last 50 rounds. Like, I don't normally, like, put a lot of stock in that. But this dude is first in T degree ball striking approach first in those three stats for this field it's second total so i mean like he's putting well too want more well number one in bogey avoidance according to uh i looked at the net uh our guy chris Thrill's spreadsheets mm-hmm. go to the patreon page it's like five bucks you can get the spreadsheet number one in scrambling number two in proximity from 125 to 150 number three uh and drive good drives gained uh bogey avoidance he's good uh par for scoring he's good my god this is like is this Russell Henley or is this Tiger Woods in his prime? Cause this is t- like, he is statistically p- p- popping off and I love it. <laughs> and I think he should be 20 to one. He's been flirting with the leaderboards and ready. And he's got a Mohawk Joe. I mean, yeah. let's go Mohawk man, Russell Henley. Uh, let's do it. I mean, I'm waiting for my bookie or whoever that is to give me a real number so I can bet it for real, put the house on it. Let's go. So you had a lot of great points there until you compared them to Tiger Woods. <laughs> I was going to ask I'm you. Just kidding though, but listen, uh, early in the season, January, February, March is Russell Henley season. Um, another thing about Russell Henley is, and there are some distinct characteristics with Jack Nicklaus design golf courses. Um, I actually played one of his only municipal courses this past weekend, and I like noticed it being out there. There's so many like distinct this is Nicholas. Like, you know, when you're on the course, the way the bunkers are the, with the elevated greens and the way shots come in and all the water, he's got a great history and track record on Nicholas courses. Um, obviously won the Honda. I'm sure there's other stats along there. I'm just kind of rattling this off off the top of the head, but I see him in the mid thirties right now. He would still be that guy that if I'm going to take someone in the thirties, he's who I'm looking to. If you've got a 45 out there, I say that's a great bet. 
I don't know if I do. I might have a 450. It's going to be great. Hey. If you're comparing Russell Henley to Phil Mickelson, my God, these people are, they're psychotic. They're, they're out of their minds. I mean, Russell, even our guy, Alanto Griffin at 45, that's ridiculous. If you compare him to Russell Henley statistically and gut check and everything about him and the fact that he has a Mohawk, let's go. Now, Fowler though, what the fuck? Now, are we going to do Fowler this year again? Or are we just letting him win? I'm going to let him win. I want to see, right? There's too many changes going on right now. There's too many moving parts for a Ricky Fowler bet. You know, he played pretty well here last year. I believe he had one that, like, kind of choked a little bit, didn't he, down the stretch, if I remember right? Did not play well on Sunday at all. Just like a normal Ricky Fowler day. Sure, sure, sure. Another day of Ricky Fowler being fucking annoying. Now, let's skip him. Let's go to the 50s. Do you – well – Again, they might not be in the 50s anymore, but you got Adam Long who won it a couple years ago. You got Cameron Champ here, Casey, CH3, Kazire, Ryan Moore, even. I mean, I have a really, I have a favorite 50 to 1 bet. But Tell me. Okay. I'm on to this guy because of my jock market experience. I've been buying Patton Kazire on jock market and I am making money doing it. Boom. Slowly buying in on this guy. He's back to being, you know what? I finally think he's mature. He's a veteran now. Uh, wins golf tournaments, 55 to 1 or 50 to 1. Seems a fair number. Bonus about this guy, Kazire, is that on his on this Chris Durrell spreadsheet over his average finish over his last five rounds, it's like a 16.8. His average wow. draft, his average draft kings points, 95.2. If you compare him to the guys around him like he's got color coding on his spreadsheets Christopher it's blatantly obvious that this right, guy is doing better he's like there's guys that are in the 30th and 35th and 40th where he's 16.8 there's guys in 70 and 75 where he's 95.2 so I mean I've the last five events something's going on here happy home life he's mature I'm in on Kazire I'm down for that is that scary and weird should I not do that uh no if he's been good to you keep rolling with him right roll with the hot hand um only guy in here in the 50s considering lanto just because i backed him a couple times um played pretty well last week and really battled to kind of make the cut initially and then finish pretty well um i think this could be a good course for Lanto. my guy d flowers 29 on twitter was all about lanto in those showdowns we were trying to source some showdown plays I needed the yeah. nuts because I was going for hundred bucks. Uh, <laughs> if you want to listen to the story of how I got to the point of playing against Wiley and Empire Maker for a hundred dollars for a showdown in one day, that's on the uh, fantasy golf pod thing I did Sunday night with Quagnus. So anyway, but yeah, oh yeah, Lanto, my winner, and I think he's from here or born here, California or something. I tweeted about California people. Maybe he's a Jacksonville guy now, but he might be from out there or you know born huh. doesn't matter i don't know but do you have anyone in the 60s because we're going into the 60s now where you can find some people with course history adam hadwin's here you got Grio and burns and Harmon and siwoo siwoo is good to me he helped me yeah. cash bigly last weekend um zach johnson and wise or anyone bermuda burns seems like the guy that's getting the most respect People are talking about him. I think Feinberg mentioned him on the Matt, the Pat Mayo and Feinberg yeah. show. So you got anybody here? Um, I moved. Well, these guys, I have a couple of guys that are 
currently sitting around this was lucky to get in on them earlier this morning in the 80s and 90s sort of but um cam davis i took it 80 to 1 he's now six in the mid 60s um all right so if you're just now tuning into the show if you've been along here you already know that i took me some doc redmond at (laughs) 90 to 1 this morning come on now listen I love the setup for Doc. I know he's been out there for a little while. This seems like a great spot for him. I'm been aboard Team Doc Redmond. Check this out. Check this out. Yeah, Hold I on. think we got to call it like seeing the Doc or like the doctor's. I bought in. this patch on eBay for two dollars. Let's see it. Look at this patch. Redman. <laughs> I'm this the is chewing tobacco. I'm gonna put this on a hat or a polo or something. But anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna get it embroidered as soon as he wins a tournament. Okay. Well, Doc, yeah. 90 to one, but big. I also wanted to know about one guy that I'm very interested in here. And I feel like this number presents a ton of value. That's played. Well, he's won tournaments in Arizona. He's won big tournaments in Arizona. He's won big tournaments in California before. And he's like a Ryder cup guy, a president's cup guy. He's coming off of a little injury says he's healthy. He's been playing golf. Gary Woodland is 70 to one. That's like an auto click, right? When do we bet Gary is now the time. I bet him. You bet him? Okay. Uh, that was one of the first bets I made because I'm like, what if he's healthy? What if he's healthy? Right. <laughs> like Premier he ball strike. Plays he well. Could be, he could be in the teens with those other guys for sure. Yeah. So they go low. Why does the book do that to themselves? Do they know something? I'm bullish on Woodland all year. I've been looking at his future numbers, trying to keep a track of those. But if I see a sign this week, there's a couple of huge major championship future numbers north of 150 to one on Gary Woodland. So I'm going to be eagerly watching his performance. Cool. And you know what I said to you today? I said, it's a long shot season, Joe. And I sprayed the Let's range go. of the long shots. I got Joel Damon. Nine. I got Joel Damon. I got Wyndham Clark. He's my guy. Another guy that sticks no, out over the last five rounds of DK points and on Darrell's sheets. Like Wyndham Clark is going to be good. A waste management Phoenix open is a comp. Where was he there last year? Go look it up. Did well. Tringali is going to do well. He's got. A, he's in California. I don't know. You got to bet him every time, almost 100 to 1. McNeely, Stanford guy. McCarthy, though, digging in the Denny dirt. Are you doing it at 100? I got 140. 140, yep. Yeah. In, in. It's totally what? long shot season. I think um, our guy, former guest of the show, Jason Sobel, put out his article on the Action Network today. Six of the last 10 winners of the Amex have been 80 to 1 or higher. Love to hear that. McCarthy, 140 to 1, digging through that Denny dirt. Um, and then I got a little uh, Marty Laird. Love me some Marty Laird, 150 to 1. Dude, he loves the desert. Actually, like top, I think he finished like 15th of the century. So not bad. Loves it in the desert out there, Southern mm-hmm. California. Um, get a little windy. Look at Marty Laird. Do you want fairway finders? I got to ask you before we yes. get to the giveaways. Go, go. Ryan Armour. Is it a Ryan Armour week? You're the Ryan Armour oh. whisperer. I haven't bet him yet. But it's driving accuracy week. And isn't he one of the best? He is. Are these Bermuda greens? Armour, oh, big yeah. Bermuda guy. Oh, they yeah. Are? Oh, All yeah. right. So I might go back to Armour. I had a uh, top five on him last week and he hung around actually um played the par fives really well last week uh so he had a good finish that's what i'm saying he's probably not an outright bet for me he's more of a top 10 top 20 maybe yep. a DraftKings play is he in Fair the 60 range probably yeah i think so like 68 yeah, now, yeah 
Yeah. That is enough from us for the names and the reasons. And if you want the rest of our names and reasons, you can follow us on Twitter. Joe Idoni is at Tour Picks. I am Chad Eckert at Edina Realchi. There will be tweets later in the week that yes. give you the answers to the tests. Yes. Now, also, quickly, go to preferredlinesclub.com. Sign up for the subscribe to the newsletter thing. And boom, I will send you what I just read. It'll just go to your inbox. So go do that. Preferredlinesclub.com. That's our website. Go there. Newsletter. Boom. Subscribe. Like. Share. Review. Blah, 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 blah. Giveaway. Should we do that? Because you know what? We want more sponsorships. We want more recognition. We want more viewers so that we can earn more dollars and invest that to you, the listener and watcher. So let's do that now. Do you have something to give to people? Because Joe, now, Joe has been nice enough. I don't know where he comes up with this money. He didn't, I don't know how he has 115,500 or whatever he has, but he has money to give away t-shirts and hats and stickers. So what are you going to give away tonight? So you know what? I'll see what I have in terms of sizes on the shirts. I'd love to give away a t-shirt to one of our loyal people in the viewers right now on Periscope. Let me pull it up. So there's cool. a couple people in there. So if you're on Periscope right now, live watching, and you've watched for an hour, you're a real person that's dedicated to us. So we appreciate that. So we're going to give you something. Okay. You know who I see in there who actually is supporting us and sent out a tweet last week when uh, the Sony went to preferred lies and he gave the PGA tour a little preferred lines is our guy coach coach beef. Yeah. He's a winner. Coach. He's won a bunch of stuff. He's a, he's a loyal follower. He treats stuff. He's won a hoodie. He's good. What is he going to win now? But I don't think, I don't think we've given him any PL swag no, yet. I don't that. know. He's definitely coach, hit me up in the DMS. I see you in here. We appreciate your support as always. I'll get you some gear out there. I think he's out there in Arizona actually. I think he's California because it wasn't because Eric and I were. Where are you at, Coach? Give us a comment. Yeah, I've sent him stuff. I know he's in California. I know his address. Uh, There he is. I'm here. Let's. He's pumped. He's pumped. I like to hear that. He's a good dude. Um, Lacrosse guy, former lacrosse coach. Love me some lacrosse guys. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll get you some gear. Maybe this hat. I think I got a couple of these left. Maybe a T-shirt. Um. We've got 47 reviews on iTunes. This is important. 47. It's been 47 for a while. We need you guys to step up a little bit on that. So next week on Monday, what tournament is it? I don't remember. Uh, farmers. Okay. Farmers. Yeah. Da, 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 da. This is Farmers. We'll look through the reviews and we'll see who has done a review. <laughs> Coaches in Long Island. What are we talking about? No, I'm. T- I sent it to a different guy. I think. Okay. But whatever. <laughs> Norfolker. He's in Long Island. We're crazy. Sorry, bro. But we'll still hook you up. Hey, man. We shipped to Long Island too. Cheers to that. <laughs> We're drinking beers. Cheers. Thank you guys for joining in. Best of luck this week. Let's go. Oh God, where's this music? Oh no, I lost it. Wait, Chef Burns, if you're still in there too, I see you as well. You're always Chef helping Burns. out. Yeah, wow, Chef Burns. Yeah, Chef Burns. Chef Bermuda Burns, hit me up as well. I'll hook you up too. That. Thanks, guys. Who doesn't like Bermuda Burns? 
you got to bet Bermuda Burns every week, but 60 to one, that's aggressive as can be. Now I've done this and I'm going to do this. Your winner. Boom. Redmond season. Boom. 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 This is my desktop. I don't know. Hey, we're amateur hour. This has been fun. And so thank you for following along. I love you guys. Appreciate you. See you next week. Peace.